Welcome to the Resilient Sucks podcast, brought to you by the Adaptability Movement. I'm Ben. And I'm Dan. And we're here to give you resources and tools to help you go from a state of surviving to thriving in life. Resilient sucks the life out of you. And while it's a necessary skill, it's one that we don't want to spend too much time in or we run out of capacity. We're here to talk to you more about how to adapt and find the opportunity and change so you can really go about thriving in your own life. Welcome to another episode of Resilience Sucks. And today I've got with me Scott Perry from Switch Start Scale and Cedar Valley Startup. So um, Scott has actually um, been very generous with feeding into our business recently with offering some mentoring and support through what they, um, you and your wife Wendy do through Switch Start Scale. I'm trying to get my words together and not just run them into each other. Uh, and yeah, Scott's been generous enough as well to come on the podcast today and talk a little bit about your journey and, and the story behind you starting out within a plumbing business, which you still run, as well as now being um, a go-to for, for entrepreneurs and people that are in their own startups and trying to sort of form a pathway in their own business. So Scott, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And thank you for, for the introduction. It's a really nice way to be uh, described as, as the go-to. Um, <laughs> so I'll have, to, I'll have to run with that one and, and use it every now and then. Absolutely, um, and I, I think you know within South Australia, I think it, it's it's actually pretty well known that you know you can't see the Perrys. It's it's either you or Wendy, and um, and we were, we were lucky to have an experience with both of you. So and, and thankful for for what you're offering us. So yeah, glad to be able to share that with our our listeners and people watching the podcast today. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about what you know, what your journey was in terms of forming your pathway to where you are now and, and offering this support to other businesses as well as, you know, where that all started being a, a plumber and, and then, you know, going into your own sort of startup and your own business and how that's shaped you. Yeah. Well, I suppose um, my wife and I had kids very young, um, you know, to give you an idea. Uh, we're about to be grandparents and I'm not 50 yet. Um, so, you know, life was, was kind of kind of tough but we both started our businesses quite young yeah. uh, so I started in plumbing um, Wendy started a business called workforce blueprint and you know we've come together worked together on a number of things and worked separately as well uh, for many many years uh, Wendy was lucky enough maybe three and a half years ago to win a contract uh, with the federal government to be the entrepreneurship facilitator for Western Adelaide where we're sitting right now uh, and in um, July of this year, July 1st, we started a contract uh, with Cedar Valley Startups, which is uh, a, a self-employment assistance program. So it's funded by the federal government and people can get some help and support for 12 months to start their own business, awesome. uh, coaching, mentoring. Some people are actually eligible for income support as well. So it's a really good program to run, really good to be part of. And yeah. you know, just that uh, working with people to, to help them go from you know, the position they're in to uh, starting a business, which you know, will change your life in some way. Yeah. Um, being part of hoping that, you know, being part of helping them make that, that, uh, that change and change your life to something better rather than something that uh, is more stress and more difficult and uh, you know, um, potentially uh, not what they want is, is really, 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 yeah. just a really privileged position to be in. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, when Wendy won, I, I was working with Wendy for a few years before, uh, just bringing you know, real practical sort of you know, advice to businesses, you know, being there for so long and, and you know, basically messing it up a number of times. <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully helping people uh, avoid some of the mistakes that we've made. Uh, 
Yeah, so 1st of July, uh, formally, um, I've, I've taken on both of those roles at 20%, so, yeah. yeah. Awesome, yeah, so um, I guess, coming back to what you said about when people first get into business on their own, because most people want to go, oh, I want control of my own destiny, I want to, you know, do this my way, I want to have an impact, I, I'm, I want to stop sort of going to work for the man kind of thing and, and yeah. feeding someone else's retirement instead of your own. And then they get to that position and they're like, oh wow, like I don't know what I thought I knew and this is way harder than I thought and maybe it was easy just collecting a paycheck every fortnight. But those of us that sort of fumble our way through it and keep adapting and, and you know, persist through those challenges, we, we generally kind of build some momentum and there'll be, there'll be ups and downs and there'll be things that challenge us to go, is this where I'm meant to be? But I think it builds a conviction within you, which is that we're constantly learning. Like life is learning, like it's, a, it's an ongoing process and that the more that we do this, the better chance we have of not just surviving, but actually moving on to something which feels like thriving and, and feels more in alignment with what we care about and the reason we got into business in the first place. How hard is it to support people to get beyond that initial hump? Because with us coming from a, a sports background of and coaching, is often this thing where there's the people that just love sport and they'll push themselves through anything because they, they understand the delayed gratification. And then there's the people that don't want to break through that first hurdle of pain or discomfort or whatever it is that, that's limiting them in pushing further to discover that in the first place. And because they don't have that ability to self, like to delay their gratification, they give up. And yeah. so we, we see that in business, we see that in sport. It's, it's not, you know, um, limited to one particular area, but what is it or, or how is it that you have navigated that or helped other people navigate it? I think uh, the first thing I probably want to drill down on a little bit, as you're saying, um, I can't remember the exact words you use, but you want to do something that's more fulfilling, yeah. something you're passionate about. Um, and the advice I'd give to anyone that's watching this is if that's your reason for going into business, great. If you're thinking that you're going to go into business because you don't want to have a boss, you're in for probably the rudest shock of your life because instead <laughs> of having one boss now, one person you're answering to, um, one person that's going to take the flack from you know, 5, 10, 15, 50, 100 customers yep. um, in terms of which priority that they're going to they're gonna allocate your time to, um, you've now got 50, 100, you know, even if it's two or three bosses. Yep. Each, each customer is effectively yeah, your boss. I mean, if you follow the revenue stream, um, yeah, even if you're a not-for-profit, you want to do a social enterprise, whatever, if, if the money's not coming, you, your organisation, your yeah. enterprise is in, in serious trouble. Um, but you've got more bosses than one. You don't have one boss anymore. So um, I think that's probably the starting point, yeah. is actually realising uh, just what you're, what you're walking in for, uh, what you're walking into, I should say. Um, if you don't get that right, then, then you're starting, you're starting uh, at a place where you're going to have to be very resilient because you're going to be disappointed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's really understanding what people are in for, um, what the journey is going to be like, the challenges they're going to face, uh, so that people can plan, um, adapt, instead of having to just be resilient and grin and yeah, bear it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's making an informed decision, right? Around That's right. You know, which. Yeah path do I want to take? Am I trying to escape something over here and, and now this is my path? Right. Or am I I'm choosing something that I want to move towards, which is what you're describing? And, um, you know, what you, <laughs> I just laugh when you say about that, having more bosses, because it really is. Like, it's, you have to be an expert communicator. You have you to do. be able to build relationships, maintain relationships, 
to understand the concept of mutual benefit rather than this idea of leverage where I've got to go out and I've got to leverage all of these people to get something for me. It's about, well, how do I go out and deliver value? And then we, that exchange of value becomes your income. It becomes the thing that, that elevates your business and allows you to do more of that to, to live your purpose. Not everyone gets that and, and, and you know, that's okay but you've got to be open to that. You've got to be open to being challenged and, and to be open to growth. Otherwise, it's probably yeah, a quick pathway back into the, it is. To the workforce. And you're hitting on some really important topics around um, that particularly really early stage startup mm. of, of business. Uh, the, the exchange of value that you just touched upon there is one that we often see as being the major stumbling block to people you know, thriving in their business. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that this adaptability, you know, you kind of, until you start to talk about it, you don't realise how much it, it, yeah. it plays. You know, you sort of have to start your business at a point where you're um, maybe discounting, maybe doing a few bits and pieces here and there just to, you know, get some runs on the board. Yeah. Uh, it's different with a business like, you know, plumbing, for example. You go and you, you know, you, you do a job and people know what they're kind of getting. Yeah. Uh, when you're in adaptability and adaptability movement, you're kind of, you're kind of in a business where you're promising someone that you're going to make a change and they don't know what that change is going to be. Kind of, yeah. So, you know, for, for a business like yours, you have to kind of be, be willing to maybe demonstrate what you do so that you can actually get those testimonials and people can say, okay, this works and, and that's, that's what I'm buying. But then if you can't adapt to actually putting out there the value that you create and, and, and realising that value yeah. and, and asking people for that money, yeah. then what you'll find is that your business is, in, again, in a lot of trouble. So you know, we keep coming back to you know, adaptability. Um, you know, you can be, you know, and, and we talk about that resilience sucks. You know, people that are in that place just going, okay, you know, I'm, I'm keep doing this for nothing. People are saying it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then when I actually ask them for money, they're used to, used to saying, well, hang on, you did it for free last week, last right. month. Um, so, you know, just getting to that point where you've got the confidence to, to do that. Um, again, knowing that it's going to happen, maybe you can put some strategies in place to not, not be there. But um, yeah, adaptability, you know, understanding that value exchange uh, and getting to that point where that value is going, you know, coming back in, not just not just going out. Yeah, is, sure. is a real struggle yeah. for most people yeah. in that startup phase. So yeah. Yeah, beautifully put. It's it's something that Ben and I have absolutely had to work through around <laughs> our discomfort around asking for for remuneration for what we do. If, yeah. You know, in a utopian world where there is no money and we all operate out of goodwill, like we'd be happily out there doing what we're doing still. But you know, we you know families and we've got a future that we're planning for, and and so it really is about you know. Being an entrepreneur, being in your own business, is, it's, a, it's a mirror that's constantly in front of you, just reflecting all of those, those discomforts, those perceived weaknesses, like the stuff that you didn't want to address that's now right there and going, well, welcome, buddy. It's either now or it's never, because otherwise you're out in your bum. So um, I've, I've found that. Rest assured you're not alone. No, absolutely not. You and Ben not. are not alone in that no, place. No. It's like, uh, yeah, and, and you're, probably, uh, you, you, you're probably in more company than you realise because there's yeah. a lot of people that will kind of never admit to that you know yeah. so yeah yeah i think well it's the beauty it. of it though like you, you have to go through all of those emotions of you know um self-doubt of frustration of you know um anxiety like there's all of this stuff that's going to come up that's going to feel uncomfortable and if you're not willing to to be open to that well then it's not for you it's not for you not yet anyway no. um but you know one of the the big things that 
that has been helpful is that we've we've constantly sought out mentorship. We've, we've sought out people to help keep us accountable. We've absolutely leveled up our own communication, both with people that we work with, but with each other, so that we are um, living that vulnerability with each other. You know, we're having um, difficult conversations, or, or what people would perceive as difficult conversations, sometimes around you know, deep-seated values that we want to live by. And when things deviate from that, we need to go, well, is this really where we want to take things together? Because, you know, I'm not comfortable with that or you're not comfortable with that. Um, and it's it's been a phenomenal lesson for me in, um, I guess, how, how much you can evolve a relationship, how much you can trust someone um, because of that openness, because of that willingness to, to hear each other out and to, to make a, a collaborative decision, you know, based on your vision together, which, I mean, that it's not, it's not limited to business. Like, you know, he's talking about having children very early in a relationship and then working together, like, that comes with challenges itself. And, you know, you, I imagine you guys probably are implementing a lot of that, that you know, upper level communication, um, you know, skill set, because otherwise you wouldn't be <laughs> where yeah, you are right I now. Think, uh, yeah, and I think, I think a lot of it is just realising, you know, not getting not getting too attached to things that don't matter. Yeah. You know, like, you know, whether, you know, whether it be, you know, how the fridge is sorted or, you know, um, you know, the painting of the colour of the walls or, mm -hmm. you know, how you put some marketing material out or, you know, I mean, you've just got to go, okay, well, you know, it's it's got to be, it, it, it's got to be collaborative and that means that it's not always going to be exactly me, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, particularly, you know, um, I mean, I don't know, being, you know, you know, I mean, obviously some, some of Wendy's communication will, will, you know, perhaps be a bit more touchy-feely than, than I would put out, and mine might be a bit too harsh for her sometimes, but, okay. you know, you just, you just kind of need to say, okay, well, you know, we need to appeal to a broader audience, and, yeah. you know, and, and the way that works, the way that, yeah. the way that fits is fine. Um, you know, certain clients that you'd you'd sort of uh, you know put more effort into, or you might need to to sort of say, hey, you know, this kind of isn't working unless we've got to got to change up what what we're doing. Um, you know, one of you might be particularly attached to to you know trying to get that per you know might might see potential. It's like, okay, well you can you can stay there, and I'll I'll uh, you know m my vision there doesn't seem to to align with the client so much, so. You know, it's just having that. Like you said it's difficult conversations. It's it's, but if if you can really drill down on what's important and what's not, then a lot of those conversations are a lot less difficult than they. Oh, than absolutely. They, That's what I said. Perceived as difficult, <laughs> right? Like we have this discomfort around, and it, it, it's literally comes from our own discomfort. We go, well, I don't want to tell Scott that you know that he's um, he's upset me or that um, what we're doing is not in line with what we talked about doing because that makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So then I anticipate or hope that you will then somehow magically know that yourself and come to me. And then when you don't, I get frustrated or bitter or resentful. It's like, we can nip that straight in the bud by going, oh, I've noticed something. Would you, can I invite you to chat about it? Like, could we just, you know, could we yeah. talk through this? Like, um, it, it actually becomes, becomes so simple and so obvious once you practice it but until you do you're constantly trying to escape from something again rather than move towards the thing that you want yeah and so i love that what you said about we talked briefly off camera about that attachment and about the ability to let go because we have it, it sort of almost fits with expectations like we we put this expectation of what business should be or what a relationship would be or you know what it is to be a father and 
And when we do that, we, we kind of shut ourselves off to new growth. We say, well, that's the only way it can be. And when it's not that, we then, we're either beating down on the people that we feel are instigating that, or we're beating down ourselves for not being able to create that, yeah. rather than being open, you know, inquisitive, um, you know, exploring something and kind of discovering what's possible, that really open growth, abundant mindset. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, with, you know, the, the mindset and, Sometimes it's just been in the moment too and appreciating it for what it is. Uh, you know, what we find is that, you know, a lot of people are, are you know, it's, it's good to really drill down and investigate these things, um, but it needs to be concentrated and, you know, maybe put into a box and, and you need to be able to just get out there and, and, and live it and do it and enjoy it as well rather, mm -hmm. than, rather than just being, you know, const constantly, um, constantly analysing what you're doing. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose I suppose part of that is just um, making sure that you know you do spend that time, analyze it, uh, you know, think about you know your growth, your mindset, how you want to live your life, the conversations you want to have, um, and then try and change the habits rather than rather than just think about it and yep, go back agreed. to doing what you what you were. Yeah. I've noticed recently, like, there's a lot of I'm big on action. I'm big on taking the first two steps towards something. I, I think that is what it is to be adaptable. It's it's not over planning. It's not over analyzing it's like because i've been there yeah. <laughs> like we, we've learned this stuff firsthand um and because it's like it's a chance to test an idea it's a chance to sort of be back in the moment doing something working out if that is the right direction for you or recalibrating and then repivoting to something else without being overly emotional about without being yeah. attached to it what we were saying before and so it's like how quickly can you test an idea so absolutely reflect like i think reflection is one of the greatest tools we have to develop self-awareness and to, to be able to gauge where we're at. But once we know that, once we quantify that, where to from here? Like, how do we then progress back towards our vision, the thing that we're moving forward towards, not trying to escape something? And to, yeah, it's the way to do that to me, is to test. It's, it's to go, well, let's, let's get out, back out there and do something. Yeah. Because you and can also have- step go, back, step back and have a look at it from-, yeah. from Zoom out. From, yeah, so you can see, you can see more of, of of the situation as it is. We find that's the case with a lot of clients, particularly in, in your space. And um, yeah, like I said, plumbing might be different. If you're selling a, a physical product, you put it on the shelf, people can see it. They can pick it up, they can take it home, they kind of know what they get. But um, if you, you know, particularly for those in that space, of, you know, in that business space of trying to make change or whatever it would be, um, stepping back and having a look at it because people get so fixed and passionate about um, the solution, mm -hmm. um, about the product, uh, about the offering, yeah. about how it gets sold. And that's really the kind of end result. Yeah. And one of the analogies we like to use is, um, you know, when we find that, you know, people are in that space, they can actually step back and have a look at it from a broader perspective. They'll realize that, you know, if Uber applied the same um, methodology, getting fixed on the destination, uh, they'd never get anywhere because, mm -hmm. you know, you call for an Uber, what's the first question they are? What is the first thing you have to put into the app? Sure. It's like your, your, current, your current position. Yeah. Um, and we find that, you know, in, in this space, if you're, not, if, if, you're, if you're only focused on the destination um, yeah. and not the current position, um, whether that be for yourself or for someone you're trying to influence or sell to, then you go straight there and you don't pick, yeah. you don't pick yourself up and yeah. take yourself there or you don't pick your your yep. future client up and take them there. Yep. Yeah. So. It's great, it's great perspective. So I'm just checking to make sure my mic's <laughs> on. I've done that before. Um, 
It really is great specific because we, we do focus a lot on going, well, what are you moving towards? Because so many people aren't moving towards anything. They're just trying to escape something that they're uncomfortable about. They, they didn't want to live that lifestyle. They didn't want to be in that job. So they, they just, well, anything's better than that, right? And then there's the people that are going, to, you know, they're very focused on a goal, like very, it has to be like this. This is what, yeah. you know, like, and like you said, it's, it's the perfect product solution, right? Or the perfect yeah. service solution. But again, like you, you have to have context. You have to be able to put that into some form of thing that makes it relevant. And you can't have context irrelevance unless you know where you're at. That's right, yeah. And that's constantly changing. So then we need, again, we need to come back to that practice and that habit of reflection. And it's like, well, how, you know, how often are we reviewing the, these sort of things? How often are we giving ourselves an opportunity to check on, you know, where we are in that, that vision process? Because this is just a, like, it's, it's a picture of what, where we think we're going, and that'll need to be reviewed over time as well. Well, the world's gonna change, the, you know, your values are gonna change. You know, I mean, the thing is, you just might not, it just might not be what you want when you get yeah. there. Yeah. Um, or as you get closer to it, you might realise, hang on, this isn't quite right for me, you know? So, yeah, so. Well, and yeah. you, you started off out in, in plumbing, and now you're, I mean, still, doing that, but you're also now advising entrepreneurs. We started out in sports performance and we're now out there doing personal growth and yeah. mindset and well-being type stuff. So, you know, it does, it changes. Like, and you go, well, we were doing it in a way that was very holistic with our sports performance, but it was limiting us in terms of who we could reach. So if we, we pivot and we change that and we drill down on the thing that really drives us, then we express ourselves as the adaptability movement. Yeah. And we can still, we can be broader in, in who we reach, but we can be really narrow in, in the value that we offer to make sure it's unique and it's, and it's high impact. And it's also been, you know, I, I don't know if it's even vulnerable enough to, to share. I think it's just, you know, being brave enough to share, you know, where you are, you know, what else you do. Um, yeah, what happened, when we get together at these networking events, right, the, the first thing is really, it's a bit of a like beat the drum kind of thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah. how are you going? Oh, yeah, really good. Yeah, got this going on, got that. Yeah, I'm hoping this is going to come through. Or it's the opposite. It's like, oh, yeah, things are really tough. And it's like, where's the middle ground? I'm just going, yeah, look, we've had some wins, some losses. Like, this, is, this feels really cool to be moving towards that. Yeah. Man, we had a setback that we had to like work around. And like, just letting go of all of that. Yeah. You know, what it has to look like to just be who you are and to connect at a deeper level which allows for connection and growth. But even your business, even your previous business or work experience, you know, like, you know, it's very easy to sort of say, okay, I don't want to tell people I'm a plumber because I'm advising in business now. I want to be a business person. Mm. I want to be a, you know, you know, I want to help people, you know, public speak or whatever it would be, you know, I just want to push that away from me, you know. Yeah. Um, and you don't necessarily need to because a lot no, of learning comes from there. And, and it's also part of that, hey, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna um, take you f to, to this particular destination that we're thinking about over here, yeah. I kind of need to let you know that I, I, I know how to get to where you are yeah. or I've been where you are so I can, I can pick you up and take you there. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's, that's a, you know, a, a key thing when I, in, in that, in this space, a lot of us are saying, hey, I don't want to let people know that I, uh, you know, I, I messed this up. I don't want to let people know that I was a plumber or I was a tradesman or I, I you know, I mean, I think, I think my first job was, you know, refereeing basketball. Right. Then, yeah. you know, I did a bit of pumping gas in a, in a self-serve, you know, um, not a self-serve, a we serve you kind of petrol station. Right, right. You know, trying to, trying to put a litre of oil in people, try to sell people a litre of oil in their car and whatever. Um, you know, I think, I think, People will respect that. Hey, if you've come from here, you can show me 
the way. Agreed. But you know, you see so many people out there and go, no, I just, you know, you know I've, I've, they paint this picture of they're just incredibly successful and have never seen, you know. Yeah, you there's know. an endless amount of Instagram accounts and LinkedIn accounts that will contact you to be like, hey, like, you can see that you're in uh, fitness and uh, we, you know, we work with uh, we're business coaches, we work with personal trainers and 10 times your results and it's like, well, you've shown no, like, in, like you've had no initiative to go out and actually learn about what we do and That's who we it. are. You've made an assumption based on one thing that we might do yeah. or look similar to something you're familiar with. Yeah. And you're selling yourself as a business coach has never actually run a business before except for your business coaching business. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> where's the where's the lived experience? Yeah, where's the knowledge? Yeah, exactly. How do you yeah. how can you teach me how to fail effectively so that I can move beyond that yeah. when you haven't actually had those those wins and losses yourself because you're out there pretending to be something yeah, yeah. That you never built up to in the first place. That's it's it. just it's just a persona, it's an image. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and starting with that, you know. You know, for, for a lot of people, they've just got to start a business with virtually nothing. You know? yeah. When I say virtually nothing, you know, we, we do live in a country where we are quite well supported. So, you know, um, but a lot of the work that Wendy and I do is, is, not, is, is outside of Australia. And you see people that live in, uh, in countries where they, where, you know, they don't have such great welfare systems, don't have such great healthcare systems. And, and then you see some real, real entrepreneurship. You see some yeah. real, real resilience and, and incredible adaptability because yeah. that's just, yeah. that's just, it's, it's almost like our safety nets are, um, uh, are limiting Absolutely. What's, what's, what's possible. Yeah. In so. some ways, I get excited when you talk about it because I'm like, that's, like, to me, that's the ultimate challenge. Like, that is, it's, it's freeing you from all of that to yeah. go, well, <laughs> Here it is. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of support available, but it's on you. Like, do you want yeah. to do this or not? Like, are you serious about it? Like, it really, yes, absolutely challenging, like suboptimal in terms of comfort levels and that kind of stuff. But what a what an exciting opportunity. I mean, I guess that's where I'm at now. Like, I might yeah. not have always been like that. But when you understand your ability to adapt and you have the skills to do that, you're like, cool, love yeah. that environment. Let's go. Yeah. Like, so what have you, like, have you, have you had those sort of feelings when you, when you do that kind of work or is it something that you've tried to go and utilise when you're coaching people in a more affluent society? In terms of like, you just can't fail? Well, just, or to, just yeah, like, sort of, like to, to go, just, well, there's, no, there's, no, there's no framing. option, we yeah. have, to, have to do something. I think, yeah. I think for us, probably um, one of the times when, when you know, we sort of, Wendy and I both have had that kind of kind of experience was, uh, you know, you sort of everything's going well. We've completed a project. We'd sent off an invoice. We expected a significant amount of money to um, be turning up in our bank account. Um, we we're in Vegas after travelling around the states. Um, the money hadn't showed. Uh, no return airfares. Oh wow! So. Um, and look, I mean, our parents are fantastic. You know, I mean, we we are, you know, we're, we're you know very privileged. If if we run up Wendy's parents or my parents, it, it would have been sorted like that. But you just don't want to do that. So, yeah. you know, if you sort of take that, you know, we just we we just can't accept that this is the the you know, the, the the way we're gonna you know we're, we're gonna get out of this. And you say it's on us. We're just gonna make it make it happen. Um, then you just have to adapt and you have to make you have to make do. So you know, it's basically dollar. Dollar hot dogs and, and drinks in, in a casino somewhere, um, you, know, you know, 
getting by, you know, it wasn't, wasn't all on black or anything like that. <laughs> um, and I think what we ended up doing, well, I know what we ended up doing, we ended up, um, back in the day, we were making some good money out of webinars. So we, we recorded a webinar, um, you know, recorded all the promotional stuff for it in the hotel room, put it out there. Uh, the webinar wasn't going to be run until well and truly back in Adelaide. But, you know, with webinars, the, the, the really, um, re really great part about them is that you paid before you run the webinar. So we had enough money to get back yeah. and sold the webinar. You know, um, you know, 24 hours, we had enough money to pay for the flights back. And oh, we got oh, back, right. money turned up in the account, everything turned yeah. out all right. But I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's just taking that, hey, you know, how am I going to get out of this? Um, yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't. You know, and for us, it was just, it just would have been incredibly embarrassing ringing up and saying, hey, guess what? We went on holiday yeah. without the cash in the bank. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, it's just, uh, it's, yeah, it's just, if you take that, hey, I'm just not going to accept this. Um, I'm not going to accept things the way they are. I'm just going to have to find a way out of this yeah. uh, approach. And you're willing to, rather than just, you know, rather than just exercise that resilience and keep keep bashing your head against the wall if it's not if you're not breaking through, and find a different way around. You always will. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, I, it would have been agree. nicer to get the money. You know, what I mean, like it's not. You know, it's you know, it's not the way you you, you want to be living constantly. But um, you know, you're always if you're pushing yourself, you're always going to hit these ups and downs. So yeah. 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 I, I, it's. Often one of those things that you look back on later and go, I'm really grateful that it happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in the moment you're like... What would I talk about here if it hadn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Um, and like I remember one day and was, Ben and I were in the office and we were, um, we were trying to overcome a challenge or like, uh, in a, like reshape a direction. And I remember like just going, man, we are both frustrated right here. Yeah. Like it's probably 4.30 now, but like, we've been sort of slamming away at it for a couple of hours and it's like... And I was like, okay, first of all, I'm actually really grateful to be frustrated right now. And that was huge for me. Yeah. Like frustration has plagued me through a sporting career, like, <laughs> and it's affected, you know, performances and results and how I feel about myself and how much I've enjoyed the process. And I was like, no, I'm grateful because it, it means that like we're at a we're at a fork in the road, like we're at a like a, an important moment. And what I've learned from that, like, yeah, okay, it's taken me 39 years, <laughs> but it's like what I've learned from that is that when I get to this point that the sunshine is just about to break through, like we're just about to hit something new and exciting, let's just put a pause on it, go and freshen up and come back to it tomorrow morning. And sure enough, like we sort of, you know, hit the ground running and I just, you know, those emotions, we put so much emphasis on there as good emotions and bad emotions and, and they're not, it, it's, all you need to do is go, okay, I, I'm noticing that I'm feeling this emotion. Is it helpful or unhelpful? If it's helpful, sweet, I can use it. It tells me something about myself. If it's not, well, let's go, okay, well, I need to make room for it. I can't just force it away. But I also know that, well, it's not, it's not useful to me right now. So what's yeah. the point of worrying about it? Like, you know, push on anyway, and then eventually it'll pass because it always does. So I, I just think, you know, and then you look back on those times, you're like, I'm really grateful I went through that because it was formative in, in my direction or where, where I am now. Which, yeah. you know, like whether that be that you met the right partner because of it, you ended up in a better community situation, you found the right you know, person to work alongside, like usually yeah. there's a silver lining, but we're so attached, like you were saying before, to what we thought it should have been or the way that it was that we don't allow ourselves the opportunity to see what's possible. And I think it's also, um, you know, just forming habits around when you do have those feelings, have those emotions, um, 
how, how do you how do you react and mm. maybe changing the way you react and what you do around that I mean you know I'm incredibly lucky Wendy is one of the most hard-working people I've, I've ever met but when things do get tough um, one thing that just happens is I don't know she just goes into gear and just digs in and goes <laughs> twice as hard you know obviously not you know thinking about you know, how, how we can how we can make things happen and yeah and, and I think it, it it really starts to rub off on the people she coaches we did an innovation growth hack in Kadena last week and uh, you know there was a lot of very new businesses there they were kind of concepts turning up some of them um, some of them a little bit more established but uh, you know on day two basically everyone had either got leads all made sales. Fantastic. So, you know, new businesses that, that had sort of never really gone to market properly before, um, you know, actually making a sale on day two of, of something like that is just, just you know, it's just, um, it, it's, it's, it's incredible to see. But I mean, the other thing is, it's just, you know, working with people that can actually, um, you know, change your habits around how you react in those situations. Mm. Um, and just get you more used to working at a different pace um, really, really can be life-changing as well. Yeah. So. Have you considered you might be actually working in mindset? Because <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking Everyone about? Is it's, it's really, Everyone is. Everyone is. You go yeah. back to plumbing yeah. and, you know, you're, you know, one of the things that you really kind of realise is yeah, if, when, when you drill down and analyse what you have to do to help a customer make a good decision about the way they should move forward. For example, their hot water fails. Um, it's an unexpected expense. It's a significant expense, and you know it's incredibly uncomfortable, particularly if you've got young kids or you know pair, elderly parents, whatever it might be in your house. And you you know there's no hot showers. You know washing up becomes difficult. So you know you, you've got a customer that's going just do what you can, just do the cheapest thing you can. And realistically, the, the, the difference between the, you know, you know, let's say you're looking at, you know, a couple of grand, um, you know, sort of $1,500 to $1,700 for something that's a good solution versus a, a real cheap solution mm. back, back many years ago when I first started in plumbing. Um, you know, it's just helping people, you know, change their mindset around, around that. Um, what I found that in the early days, you know, when you, when you weren't so aware of, you know, picking the customer up from where they were and helping them, helping them move to, to a better place. I'd, I'd turn up to a job, I'd quote a customer for a, for a hot water replacement, for, for example. Um, they would um and ah, and then I would be back in the afternoon changing that hot water service mm -hmm. over um, you know, as a subcontractor for, for, a, for someone that was working for the gas company, Sagasco at the time. And you know the customers paid 50% more, but you know, they just didn't know what decision to make and the person and the call centre was far better at, at helping them make that decision than me. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're talking to customers, if you're influencing customers, if you're helping people make better decisions, then, you know, you're working in mindset. So just accept it and, and do, what <laughs> exactly, to, right. do what you can to do what you can to help your customers. I mean, if, if you're you know, operating with integrity, you'll, you'll always be better off. You know, people say, don't you feel like you're manipulating someone? No, not really, I'm, I'm helping to make a better decision. Yeah, and this, this has been a learning point for, for me particularly too, I won't speak from behalf of them, but 
I'm, authenticity and integrity are things that I hold really highly in terms of how I operate because relationships are so important to me, right? So I want people to sort of trust that what they are interacting with or who they're talking to is, is who they say they are and therefore, because I, I like to experience that from them as well. And it's like, it, so when you go into a sales process, it's, for me it's been very hard to feel authentic because it's like there's an outcome which I'm trying to achieve, albeit from a point of mutual benefit, but people are so used to being sold to that their initial, and I'm like this, like if someone tries to sell to me, my guard's up, it's like, whoa, I know those tools, I know those tricks and you're using them on me and I don't want it to be tools and tricks, I just want it to be an authentic process of like, okay, can we agree this is the outcome we're trying to achieve, this is how I'm gonna help you get there. And so then it's, it's offering things in a way that are less threatening, more supportive, and, um, but ultimately trying to get us both to that point that says, well, you get the whole water system that's gonna last you, not the one that's gonna save you 250 bucks, yeah. because that's actually what's gonna be the best thing for you. And it, may, it actually doesn't make that much difference to me. It just means that no. you'll trust me more because it's not gonna you know, um, go, to, go to the poopers on you in a couple of years time when you think that you've got it for the next 10 years. So. But if you can't get over yourself in terms of you know, I, you know, I, I don't feel authentic when I'm talking to them. I don't feel, you know, if you can't get over yourself and and understand that you need to, you need to be the person because you're going to influence them well if you're yeah. operating with integrity. Um, you know, effectively they'll pay fifty percent more for the cheat. You know, so that's yeah. the lesson I learned. They'll yeah. pay fifty percent yeah. more by going through yeah. a call centre yeah. somewhere and yeah. and buying that unit from from someone who doesn't know. Um, they've read the brochures and yeah. all the rest of it, uh, you know. And you look at it, even you look at Choice Magazine, and you go, "This has got some great, great, you know, great, great recommendations in here." But you know, when you know a product inside out, you'd see what they recommend, and you go, "How did you come up with this?" So I rang up it's Choice one day, and I said, yeah. "Okay, how did how did you come up with this?" Oh, we can't buy you know six rate hot water services and test them, so we just went off their brochures. Yeah, and wow. So, okay. Know, and and the trouble is, if you know, if if you don't adapt and you don't think about um, your process and, and, and your sales process, if you're operating with integrity and you're selling customers what's gonna benefit them and they're gonna get more value from you um, than what they spend with you. Mm. you know, for example, if you're selling a $1,000 product, then if they're gonna get more than $1,000 value, then um, if you can't get over yourself in terms of, you know, yeah, I don't wanna sell, I don't wanna do this, I don't mm -hmm. wanna do that, and you don't benefit. Yeah. You know? no, you're no doing them a disservice. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's yeah. a lesson I'm still learning, but like <laughs> I'm getting better at and letting go of that attachment to that idea of it's, it, it is or it isn't authentic. It's like, well, no, I'm, I, that's how I'm living, that's and this is how I express it. But the, the choice thing's funny, and it may be a little bit off track, but like I was a member of them for like I don't know, 15 plus years, like, and they were very helpful in a number of areas, but I remember once, buying a washing machine and it broke down shortly afterwards and I was like, it was a top rated washing <laughs> machine on choice, right? And I got the, and I like to go um, very personal with, with service people. If you're gonna bring someone in that's gonna repair stuff, I don't wanna go through a big company. I want someone that's running their own business and you know, shop local and that kind of stuff, right? So I got the, you know, these fellas come in and I said, mate, what? Like, I bought the one that was supposed to be like the, you know, the yeah, good recommendation, stuff. supposed to last, last me. And he's like, no, mate, he goes, these are ter like, this brand is terrible for durability. And he goes, when it comes to repair, he goes, as long as they break down, they're fine. But as soon as they break down, they're an absolute nightmare to repair. You can't get parts. Like, he's like, yeah. And so I was like, well, what is it that you'd recommend? He's like, well, this brand and this brand. And I was like, he goes, we deal heaps with them. They're easy to repair. They've got great warranty set, you know, processes. Um, and they rarely break down. And I was like, well, 
wouldn't that make more sense? Instead of going to a magazine to go, I'm going to pick a product from there, ring up the service crew and go, what do you deal with? Like, what are you actually experiencing? Like, if you want to buy a car, go and talk to a mechanic that works on repairing cars. Don't go and talk to the Jeep dealer. (laughs) I'm saying Jeep because Ben's just bought a Jeep. Um, Second hand, so, but you know, hopefully you've got it all checked out. because obviously they're going to, they've got a conflict of interest in what they're going to tell you. So, yeah. you know, go and, go and ask the people that repair them and go, well, you know, if I'm going to bring this to you <laughs> to <laughs> get service regularly, yeah. how happy are you going to be about doing that? How happy am I going to be about the bill? Let's see. It's a, yeah. again, it's, it's sort of testing something testing within. Something. Yeah. Rather With someone than, that knows rather than someone that doesn't. So, yeah. yeah. Just coming back to that too, being your authentic self, I think, um, I think the other thing we really need to drill down on and realise is that, um, we are multifaceted mm. and you know your authentic self when you're coaching and mentoring is you know it, just because you're not somebody else in a different situation doesn't mean you're not authentic and this is where a lot of people get hung up on the whole sales process as well you know if, you, if you're selling to a customer if you're advising a customer um, if you're coaching you know you have to be who you need to be for that person at that time sure um, you know I mean if you think about you know, I mean, probably the most extreme example is if, if you think about someone that you're, you know, if you think about your intimate partner, who you are when you're alone with them, um, it's just inappropriate to be like that outside of that sure. location. You know? <laughs> that's uh, so, yeah, that's it. You know, I mean, even, even you know, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I remember when the kids were young, mum and yeah, just go and put your arm around your wife or give her a kiss or something. It's like, oh, well, no PDAs, no public displays <laughs> of affection. Right. You know? So, yeah. you know what I mean? But I, you just, you can't be... Yeah. Um, you know, that if you look at all the facets of yourself, it helps you survive. It helps you be the best you. Um, it helps you be the most value to you, you to, to your customers and all the people in your life. But um, it's not. It's you know, you're not you. You can't put you into a box and say, mm. okay, if I pick Dan at this particular point in time, you know, Dan, the, the podcast guy. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's different to Dan. You know, I mean, I, if, if if you were doing some personal training with me. The conversation wouldn't be going like this. Yeah. You know, I probably it probably would be you more telling me more than me, you know, or advising yeah. rather than my input so much. Yeah. You know, because um, you know I don't think we've bought burn off as many calories in this session. Yeah. If, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's yeah. kind of it just sure. it, it, we need to realise that we are multifaceted. <laughs> yeah. Who we need to be at different points in our life. Yeah. Who we need to be when we're when we're um, you know in in conflict with 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 you know, perhaps a supplier that's sold your washing machine that's, yeah. that's you know, failed or who we need to be, you know, when we're negotiating for, you know, a, a second hand or a new Jeep or, who, you know, we, yeah. we just need to be different people at different times yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. And don't get hung up on being, am I that's being fair. authentic? I know? think it probably just needs redefining, doesn't it, in terms of what it is, like instead of holding so strongly to one version of what authenticity means, it's more just to be about acknowledging that is part of you and that in some ways it is contextual without being a chameleon, which is where you're pretending to be something something for someone. You're actually just in that situation, that's who you are and that's who you need to be rather than putting on, you know, this different sort of mask to pretend to be the thing you think the customer wants or the the person you're talking with. Because to me, there's definitely a difference, but I, at the same time, I think talking about it in context, there's Authenticity is contextual in terms of where you are and what you, who you're talking to and the situation makes a lot of sense. That's it. And even the same person, even coaching, sometimes you need to be, you know, encouraging and other times you need to be like, 
you know, hold people to account. So yeah. it's, you know, yeah. you, and, and the same, the same, you know, version of Scott doesn't work in both situations. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it's, often it's about which, to, and okay. that's, that's kind of what you need to do to get the results you, you know, yeah. that people need. So, yeah. you know, you'd be doing them a disservice to try and put yourself in a box and say, authentic is this. Yeah, that's good. I like it. And another word that's come up for us a lot recently is conviction. And I think when you, when you contextualise authenticity in different situations, it's more about having conviction because then it's about, well, I'm confident in... So, for example, if we, if we try and explain this for, for the audience, is that um, if we are in a situation, and you have been very supportive and nurturing because that's what we needed, but then we got to a point in the process where we weren't following through on actions we said we were going to, which would deliver us the, the vision that we said that we were working towards. Which you will achieve, yeah. Yeah, yeah right, thank <laughs> you. I love that language too, the manifesting <laughs> language. It's another, another conversation. Um, is that, you know, you need to have the conviction to be able to say to me, Dan, that's BS. Like, you say that you want this, but your actions aren't in line with that. I'm here to support you. I need to tell you now that this isn't, this isn't gonna get you there. And it's also, it's, it's realising who you are to that person. And if you, if, you, if, you, if you take a coaching role, yeah. then, you know, you need to, that, that conviction is really important if you go, okay, well, you know, the, the most important thing to me is the success of the adaptability movement. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Um, if Dan likes me, that's high up there, <laughs> but, but it, it's really yeah. not as important. Yeah. You know, it's really not as important as, as, you know, ensuring your success, you know, and if it's like, well, if, if you know, it, it's uncomfortable, well, so be it, you know, yeah. you'll probably come back to liking me later on. But yeah. if you don't and you're successful and, you know, you're out there, because I mean, I think what you guys do is really important. I mean, we, we, we drilled down on, on that um, some weeks ago and I just remember thinking, yeah, you know, for all those parents who are out there supporting kids and trying to encourage them to do well in whatever it would be, music, you know, um, academic studies, sport, um, they're going to come across challenges and, you know, just having that conversation about the higher that, the higher level that those kids achieve, um, the, yeah, the further greater the, the fall. risk of falling, yeah. And, and if you're, if you're, you know, encouraging anyone in your life to do well and you're not, you know, um, concerned or, or taking action or, or, or making sure, or, you know, to, that there are tools in place to make sure that they are resilient and they are adaptable, then, you know, it's like jumping in the car with no seatbelt on. Um, you know, so I think that that's really important and really, you know, I mean, I, I hope you like me, but... <laughs> but I've got you if, if, sitting if, across from, <laughs> inches across from you in front of a camera, so... But I mean, it's more important to me that, that you're successful in your business and yeah. if, if we've got to have an uncomfortable But I don't think that's all mutually exclusive. No, like, I think, they are for some yeah. people though. Other, some yeah, people don't yeah, sure. take it particularly well yeah. and it's like, well, that's fine. We but can, to me, that's part yeah. of the growth process. It's yeah. about opening yourself up to going, what do I really want? Do I want to improve or do I want to feel comfortable all the time? And it's a hard thing to feel comfortable all the time anyway, but if you're trying to escape discomfort, well, you're not going to get where you want to go. And so we can deliver a message in a compassionate way, but still help keep someone accountable to the thing that they say they want to achieve. To me, there is no greater level of care. And I know that when I give that feedback to other people, sometimes that can come across as brash or um, direct or uncomfortable. But I'm, I'm a bit like you. I'm like, I'd rather they know that I care than that I'd pissed in their pocket and what didn't Took actually the help and, them, yeah. like, um, you know, move past the thing that was limiting them. 
And so, yeah, okay, sure, there's some people that probably will go, actually, Dan's a bit much for me sometimes, or that I don't want to spend as much time with him. I'm like, well, that's, that's okay, I have to accept that, because my relationships are infinitely greater for being willing to do that, because the people I do that with, they really value for me that same way as I value them for, for reciprocating or for, for adding something else to, to yeah. my life. And that comfort thing, I think, that you talked about before, I think we've got to realise that you're only going to be comfortable while you're moving. Um, you know, you can stay still for a while. Yeah. But I mean, even if you think about it, like let's say you, you, you put your head on the pillow tonight, you, you find the most comfortable position, whatever that might be for you, your side, your back, whatever. But um, you can only lay there for so long mm. before you need to. Absolutely. That's a really way of putting it. I've got a yeah. great first hand example at the moment. I'm trying to learn both how to swim in the ocean and also to ski paddle in the ocean. And the golden rule of ski paddling is that when you, you never do, you never have your paddle out of the water. So if, you know, you've always got to have it touching because otherwise you, you're going to probably tip over, right? And so the whole thing about that is like being still is not an option. <laughs> like right. if you're, you know, yes, you could feather the, the water, but you're going to be really uncomfortable while you're trying to feather the water. As soon as you start moving, you'll feel better again and you'll feel like you've got more stability and stuff. And yes, there's a risk of falling, but it's part of learning. The quicker we get over that and move past that, the quicker we won't fall in or fall in less. But it's um, it's if you stay still, you're going to fall in. It's just yeah, exactly. And it's not, same as on a bike. It's not satisfying. Bike, yeah. Like not not everyone has got that um, type A driven personality type, and that's okay. Like because it, whatever your personality type is, and we often try and help people identify really early on whether they have a tendency to fight, fight, flight, or freeze, and without like being emotional about any of those things and saying anyone's better than others because it's are they helpful or not in that situation sometimes yeah it's a good idea to get the hell out of there <laughs> sometimes it's a good idea to wait before you make a decision <laughs> sometimes you just need to bury through um, or use that in a way that is, helps you persist but you know each of them can be useful but you need to know what your bias is because if you are going into a situation you don't and you make you have an emotional response to that rather than be able to ground yourself first you're probably not going to be satisfied with the outcome yeah. Because it's not coming from a logical, pragmatic point of view. It's coming from an urge, a, a sense of I need to escape, I need to stop, I need to attack kind of thing. Like, so, you know, I, I think it's so important to have that, that, that ability to look inwards, to, to be somewhat more self-aware. Again, it's going to come with some discomfort early yeah. on because, you know, we, we grow up in a society that conditions you to sort of fit in and be the same. And, and yet our greatest value comes through our uniqueness. We don't sit in this room if we're exactly the same because what do we have to learn from each other? There's no point in jumping in front of a camera. We'd be just sitting there slapping yeah, so each other in the back yeah. telling each other how great a place we are. That's it. You yeah. know? Um, but because you've had a different experience to what I've had and because we value each other's ability to sort of communicate and share that, here we are having an experience and sharing that with others. And even, it's just, even, you know, just perspectives and different ways you might be able to... Uh, because not everyone's going to receive the information from you the same way either. So just you know, talking to somebody else and going, okay, well, that's how Dan presents that, you know, the, the paddleboard example, that's like, well, that's okay, you know, that's, that's, that's good, that's just given me, you know, a whole heap more tools and different ways I could present things to, you know, made me think of a bicycle too, you know yeah. I mean, like you jump on a bike, it's like you try and stand there, you know, stay upright on a bike yeah, that's not moving, principle. you're in all sorts of, in <laughs> yeah. a world of pain, yeah. so, uh, yeah, I mean, yes. you can, I mean, I've seen people do it at the traffic lights and it's very impressive, <laughs> but it's not, uh, no doubt, it's not comfortable, so. No. Yeah, so just even just having those conversations, you know, learning different ways, you know, to you know how other people see it, and okay, well, if someone's not receiving the information from me in that way, I can now perhaps yeah use Dan's example. Yeah, you know I mean? so, yeah. yeah, I think that's great. Like, and I think that's the, to me that's like the 
one of the greatest things I've learned out of coaching is like, there's not just one way. In fact, there's, there's infinite ways of doing things. And to give context to that, it's like, if I, if I have an image or a feeling in my body of how I do something and I, I share that with you, but you, you've got no context around what that is and it doesn't make any sense to you, well then, I can't just keep slamming that same thing into you and go, no, you've got to do it like this, you've got to feel this. And it's like, if you've never felt that before, I need to help you understand that, help you experience that. So I'm, I like kinesthetic means to, to feel something. I like to try and help someone feel something as quickly as possible and use different like ways of um, communicating that. So whether it be verbal or nonverbal, whether it be you know through pictures or sound or whatever it is, to help convey that, that picture, that feeling in, in my body into yours as quickly as possible to be able to execute what you want to do. So whether that's a mindset we're teaching, whether it's a, you know, trying to do a Romanian deadlift, like um, the, the principle is the same, is you need to have tools within your toolkit to be able to communicate in different ways so that you can receive the thing that I'm trying to transmit in a way that makes sense to you. Yeah, and so, I think it's really important. I mean, it's, it's missed so often in, you know, in, in, in pitching your business idea, um, you know, in trying to influence somebody, it's just, it's the number one thing. People have got you know, a way that they want to present something um, and they think it's clever or they think it's unique or they think it's interesting, but it's just... I love know. observing, like going along to those pitch nights or somewhere and, and you can see the difference in someone that's so narrowly like it has to be this way as opposed to someone that's able to read the audience and be able to sort of tailor that message in a way that it's better received. Because especially when panic creeps in, we talked about the fight, <laughs> flight and freeze, when someone is in that situation, they are very narrowly focused and they might have some self-awareness that it's not working, oftentimes it has drilled down harder on the same thing. <laughs> I'm not saying it loud enough, I'm not saying it enough, I'm not, you know, like, and it's like, no, 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 like you're literally digging a hole. Once you move into that space, it's really dangerous territory. Because mm. if, you, if you're presenting well, you know, I'd suggest you'd be at about the 120 odd word a minute mark. Yeah, I have a tendency to go a little bit too fast. Yeah, but if you, if you read, you know, people generally read between 800 and 1500 words a minute. So they'll prepare okay. something, um, read it, yeah. and go, I read that in four minutes, and I've mm. got a five minute presentation. If I stumble yeah. across a word, I'm fine. But they don't realise that, you know, they've read it at, at, at a phenomenal yeah. rate. And there's no yeah. way you can speak at that pace. No, it's just I, no way. yeah. Well, if I, you're thinking, you're probably up around, you could be up around the 1500 words a minute. Okay. So, yeah. you know. Um, Okay. Maybe that's, more, because really you think in concepts. So, yeah. so you're presenting at that 120 words a minute. All of a sudden, you know, you, your mind is ten times, ten, ten, five, ten times where you're at down the road, mm. and you're starting to think of all the things you should add, you should delete, you could, you know, it's just, it, it just. You got to, This is another one though. To me, public speaking, some people just look at you and go, "Oh, I wish I could do that." It's like, hang on a sec, you didn't see me when I was 14, right? Like you didn't see me again at 19 and 21 and 23 or something, right? Like it's practice, like it's literally, it's just a skill, it's a tool. So yes, some people are more comfortable being uncomfortable, like in terms of like, I still get nervous getting in front of people. Like I, I feel that nervous energy creep in, I'll, I'll communicate that Ben and Ben's like, what are you worrying about? And I'm like, you good at this? And I'm like, yeah, but I care about it. And that's what makes me, so that nervous energy comes up because I know that it's going to be an experience. I want it to be a great experience for the audience, which will make it a good experience for me. And if you do, sometimes, again, that's, like, it's, that's another area of the way people say, oh, I'm not authentic unless I stand up there and talk off the cuff. But um, you gotta, you got to know what works for you, but if you're going to read from notes, there's, to me, there's some golden rules. First of all, like write it like you want to read it. 
So don't write it in 12 point font so that you can get yeah. everything on one page and, and you, know, you don't separate your paragraphs or you have to go into written yeah. paragraph form. Like to me, when I, when I have done that before and I haven't done it many times, thankfully, I've literally put breathe or dot, dot, dot to space yeah. things out because if you don't, you'll read it as it is in a panic state, right? And, and the amount of times, like I remember going into one job interview and I was like, oh no, I'm gonna be prepared and have notes this time. Big mistake, yeah. I'm not a notes person and those notes weren't helpful because then you panic trying to find them. So you lose all your conviction. And yeah. So to me, you need to, you need to test it, you need to practice it. And so that means, okay, you might hate the sound or dislike the sound of your own voice, too bad. <laughs> You're about to go out and speak to hundred people in a room. Yeah. You need to get comfortable with that. So grab your, I mean, we've all got a smartphone, Fortunately, unfortunately. Um, so just put on the recorder like, and play it out. And then you'll know about your tempo and your rate and you'll be able to listen back and go, I didn't like that and I'll change that. And I need to put a breath there. <laughs> That's me. Like when enthusiasm creeps in, I try and sort of accelerate a little yeah. bit. It's not for everyone. Um, so trying to be self-aware enough that I can slow down and pause and leave some space. And I, I'm even conscious I haven't done it very well this podcast. <laughs> but I think it's one of those things. It's like you got to, you just, you, you know, that authenticity, people say, if I speak, you know, if I, if I go out there, I'm going to speak off the cuff because I want to be authentic. But mm. um, again, it's like, who do you need to be for that audience? You yeah. need to be prepared. Yep. You've got a very, you've got a, you've got a very tight, you know, brief often. You know, you've often only got a few minutes. So um, you have to be the person have that like is. a theme and yeah. have some points yeah. because I think you need... When you, when, if that panic state does creep in, yeah. then at least you go, oh, I know what's next. I know where to, what to bring it back to. And you should know your topic well enough to be able to do it off top points oh, anyway. for sure. If you can't, then, uh, but you know, again, you know, oh, you know, I don't want to practice because I, I want to be authentic on the day. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> no, we'll that's practice, a terrible pra idea. Practice to actually get, get your message refined and, yeah. and down to, yeah. down to uh, I mean, you yeah. wouldn't do it in any other, you know, like in sport. It's not a word it. for word thing. It's, it's, it's more the, the tempo, the time, mm. the impact you want to have. Yeah. What did that sound like? Did it sound yeah. the way I thought I wanted yeah. it to communicate yeah. it? Yeah. And it's very much about that, you know. You, you, you know, if, if, if being prepared and being, you know, practi well practiced and, and polished is the person you want to be, then, then do it. Be, yeah. be authentic that way, yeah. not, not necessarily uh, off the cuff, you know. So, awesome. but, it's, but it's okay to give yourself permission to do that. You know, yeah. it's okay to be who you need to be for that audience. So, yeah, yeah I suppose that's awesome. So I'm going to try and summarise some of what we talked about today <laughs> to make it useful to people. So, right, we've talked about, um, let's start with the authenticity one. We've talked about sort of that contextual authenticity about who you need to be in that situation to, you know, for that person and how that's different from, you know, trying to be, anticipate and be something different than who you really are, but there's different versions of you that need to be in a different situation. We've talked about attachment, about not sort of holding on too tightly to an idea of how something should be, because if it's gonna limit you and actually progress into what you could be and what you wanna be, then what's the point? Like, let's be a little bit sort of softer and more forgiving with that. Um, we've talked a lot about the common kind of misconceptions about what it is to be an entrepreneur and, and how to run a business and how you're gonna to need to embrace discomfort and um, you know, failure and, and that that's a good thing. I, you know, as you persist through that and as you become more adaptable, you'll learn the value of that and, and why that is, in, in our opinion, far more satisfying than, than just going to work for someone else. Um, what else, was there, I mean, communication obviously If you're obviously thinking about going into business, 
because you don't want a boss. Realize yeah, you're gonna have yeah. more bosses than, uh, yes, than, than you'll ever so. yeah, take that one yeah. away. You've got to be willing to open yourself up to new learnings, growth and failure. And, I, and again, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think you just got to make sure you're ready for that. And yeah, there's a, there might be a different entry point for each person. So, like, I, I think that's been hugely valuable. Thank you. Before we finish up, I just want to um, give you an opportunity to talk a little bit more about how people can engage with you and um, and how easy that can actually be through through what you're doing with um, Cedar Valley startups as well as Switch Start Scale because it, it's a lot of the, it is supported by government funding, which which opens things up a bit. Like I know, for example, we're on the Nice program that's allowed us to access some um, different sort of help with, with building the business. Um, is Cedar Valley Startups, can you do that in parallel with Nice, or is that part of the Nice oh, as well? Oh, of course. It's, it's all funded by um, you know Department of uh, Employment and Workplace Relations, so Workforce Australia. Um, and, and really, the colleagues from Workforce, they come out to our Kadena event, and they just want people to do well. Cool. Um, they, th that's the reason they fund these programs. They want people to do well. They want people to contribute um, you know, and live their best lives. So. You know, obviously there's a little bit of accountability there being on those yeah. programs, yeah. Um, which is which is fair. I mean, they're making you know, they're making a small investment in your business effectively. Uh, but I, I suppose the best way to get involved is come come along to the networking events. Yeah. So if you want to um, jump onto the Cedar Valley Startup Cedar Valley Startups website, if you're in Barossa, Mid North, or York Peninsula, um, or the Switch Start Scale website, if you're in Adelaide, uh, or around the world, doesn't matter. You know, we get a lot of people join okay. us. From 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 uh, from all different places through our workforce blueprint brand, but uh, if you come along to the to the networking events and you'll get to meet people, yeah. um, you and Ben are there at many of them, so yeah. um, we'll get to talk about adaptability and <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. and you 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 like it becomes like I think when you first go to those things you're like where do I even start like I don't know who to talk to and you sort of just sit there sometimes you sit there waiting for an opportunity. But you turn up to more and you notice that there's, a, there's some common themes in terms of the people who come around and you guys are very engaging and it's a great place to start, like just to get yourself out there and to learn. Because you, you're basically practicing, you're practicing your pitch for a start, your elevator you pitch. Are. And you that's are. one of the hardest things you can do it in is. business. Yeah. So You're getting feedback? Yeah. You're seeing who's engaging, yeah. who's not. Exactly. So. And you're noticing yeah. what other people are doing yeah. in that situation as well and their discomfort, which yeah. you could talk about or you know use for context and stuff as well. Yeah. So. It's absolutely a great place to start. So, so switch start scale website. We can find those details. You can either jump on the, the yeah, join the mailing lists. You can uh, okay, yeah. you can you can go to Cedar Valley Startups or switch start scale and book a one on one. Um, that can be online. Uh, it can be a face to face at yeah. uh, Grange Road down here. Yeah. Um, if you've if you've got uh, a business idea, business that you're looking to launch, any any support you need, just you know get in touch and let us know what you what you're kind of looking for and. You know, we'll do what we can to support you or connect you to those that uh, those that can. Yeah, brilliant. And we, as a business, we'd highly recommend that. Like, it's it's been helpful for us to be able to access this sort of service, but also the care that you've offered us and you know, willingness to come and jump on our podcast <laughs> and give us a bit of honest feedback, and yeah. so we're not too comfortable with what we're doing. Um, but but in all honesty, like I think it's a, it's a great you know yeah. opportunity for people to sort of help you know guide them because we say in our business we're guides and facilitators like it's not about being a we have all the answers and here's your one page summary of what you need to do now it's just about facilitating that other that person's growth and, and helping guide them a little bit because of your lived experience as well as the you know academic resources you have available to be able to support and make that transition for them a little bit easier than what otherwise would have been and the connections like you know you go to networking events you meet more people we meet more people yeah 
Um, it's that know, abundance what, mindset. What like. we offer might not be right for somebody. They might be after some very specific advice around, uh, you know, around their industry sector or around their around their product or their service. So, you know, it's about it's about trying to get those connections so that you you can offer a you know a, a much more comprehensive service or or help people. You know, if you, if you can direct people to the right place, then um, they'll probably end up with you at some point. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I agree. Awesome. Yeah. Scott, it's been terrific. Thank you. Yeah, you appreciate too, mate. I appreciate it as well. It's great. Awesome. Yeah. All right.